Life Audio. So today is one of those episodes where we're kind of just going to share what the Lord's really put on our hearts. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're back. Welcome back. This Episode is Episode 102. And now, best friend. now, all of the viewers that watched last week's episode know who the better friend is. Yes. So I apologize. Adam has control over our YouTube channel. So all the comments, I think there was 12 that said Chitty is the best friend, were deleted. So no, 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 no. shout out to you 12 who knew that I was the best friend, who commented that I was the best friend that Adam then went ahead and deleted. Shout out to you guys. You were the real MVPs. And further lies, just like last week with his answers. What's my birthday? None of that happened. Real question, what's my birthday? None of that happened. He still does What's mine? No. August 25th. Come on, baby. November 9th. See? Oh. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. We learned something hey, about each other. Hey, Stuart you. Lee's your middle name. Jordan just threw that in there. Yeah, did he? Yeah. I bet. All right. So, here we are, 102. We have some housekeeping we got to do. We have do, a lot though. to discuss we got a lot of before we get into anything. So, on episode 100, we made a promise that in two episodes, we are going to announce the uh, the winner if you... If you liked, if you commented, and if you were subscribed to our channel, we were going to draw a name from the comments, and you were going to win um, a hat, a hoodie, and a $100 gift card. Yes. And so we are going to live draw those names. I don't know if – are we screen recording this right now? Okay, so he is screen recording. We have all the names that commented. I believe there's, there's like, 12 or 13. Yep. And we're going to spin this little wheel. Go ahead, Jorian. Spin that we have a winner kwj said love y'all my brothers and i love my freedom from addiction god bless y'all and all you do thank you so much kwj that means a lot um thank you for commenting if you would you have to do one more thing i need you to email info info at spring the numeral two life.net um, email us your size that you want uh, and how we can get it shipped to you. And we're going to do it. Thank you so much. Promise made, promise kept. There you go. Thank you, KWJ, for your support. We really do appreciate you. Yes, it sir. Looks like Kenny. Your name is Kenny. Big Ken. Big Ken, baby. Big Ken. KJ, baby. Let's go. So email us. Tell us your size uh, and where we could send the gift card and all that stuff, man. And we're going to get that out uh, as soon as we get it. So awesome, man. And then some more housekeeping. We have something new. Um, as we've grown, as the channel's grown, we now have an opportunity, man, and this is weird. I don't like talking about this kind of stuff. But we have an opportunity that you can join. Uh, if you go next to the subscribe button, uh, if you go to our channel, there's an option where it says join. You can click on join. Uh, and when you join the channel, it's two ninety nine a month. Um, it's called sowing a seed is what we're calling it. And basically you get some loyalty badges, you get custom emojis, uh, but you also get 10% off all merch. Mm. Uh, that's hoodies, t-shirts, that's workbooks, that's hats. Uh, man, we have some new merch dropping yep. in about a month. It yep. should be here. Uh, new hoodies just in time for winter, man. And they are smooth fire, baby. Uh, I can't wait to get them. I'm going to wear one. 
Um, but most importantly, what you do for that two ninety nine a month when you join, man, you're just you're you're helping us keep this going. Yep. You're helping us to continue sowing seeds. We've had such great feedback. We have some awesome plans. Jorian, our producer, I think he has a camera on him today. Um, he has some cool ideas to really help get this message out in a more professional way. And here's here's why we think that's important. I think the arts, I think music, arts, architecture, engineering, paintings, anything you can think of, man, I think the church, the capital C church, historically has been the standard, right? And now that's not so. And so I think if we're going to podcast, if we're going to talk about Christ-centered addiction recovery, man, we want to do it with excellence. Um, man, there's three of us in this room right now. Joins a full-time studio, uh, studio employee. This is all he does. Uh, and we're wanting to grow that. We believe God's called us to do it better. And so when you pay two ninety nine a month and join, not only do you get the perks, but you're also sowing uh, a seed into very fertile ground. Uh, anything to add about that? I hate uh, talking about money. <laughs> um, no, it's just, uh, yeah, like Adam said, it really just helps us to continue to putting out content um, and allows us to keep this train on the tracks. When we started this a couple years ago, it's we didn't expect to – be where we are today and honestly i don't even know how long we were going to have a podcast it was something the lord just put on our hearts and um as as a couple years have went by the feedback we've gotten the love that uh we've been shown the support the comments um the likes the emails that we get it really just encourages us to continue to put out content and let people know that there is life after addiction and that freedom can be found in a personal relationship with christ we're almost at 6,000 subscribers. That's pretty freaking cool. That's dude. awesome, man. Like, that's pretty cool. So shout out to the new subscribers. If this is your first video uh, since you've subscribed, thank you for joining us. Um, we really appreciate your support. Yeah, and then another one of the perks, I think it said that there is a custom, um, what did it say, custom emoji. Uh, right now it just looks like the, the our logo, our S2L logo. Uh, but Jordan's going to be working on a custom emoji. Uh, I don't know, so it would be pretty cool. So it shows up when you... Uh, leave comments and stuff like that. And it just means a lot. It, it would be cool. Uh, it helps us out. Uh, you're sowing into very fer- fertile ground. We thank you for the feedback. Uh, we get private messages, messages all the time from all across. We, I think on the one of the comments that was in the wheel said, uh, hello from Denmark. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool. That's really cool. And we get private messages and other stuff like that. You know, people that we've never met, they're coming into our program because of the podcast. Families have told us how much this means to them. And I mean, it's just a it's just a breath of fresh air. You Have know? we shouted out Melissa? Melissa, who was I believe our first person to yes. join as a member. Melissa, and that's another perk I forgot. We're going to shout out all the members um, on as you join. We're going to shout you out. So Melissa, thank you so much for believing in us, uh, for becoming uh, the very first Life After Addiction member. Praise the uh, Lord. Take advantage of those perks. Get you some merch. Uh, I think you'll see in the description, but you need to email us at that same email I said earlier uh, and let us know before you're going to make a purchase, and we'll send you a one-time promo code to give you 10% off. Uh, but I would suggest waiting. There's going to be some cool stuff dropping in about a month. Hoodies on the way, baby. Hoodies on the way. All right, let's jump in. What do you want to talk about today? We have some scripture. We have some yeah. topical stuff here. We have some scripture. Um, really, this is just kind of like a freestyle episode. Um, sometimes we come Ricky, in Ricky, Ricky. with ideas, and other times we just start these cameras, and we just say, hey, let's just share what the Lord's put on our hearts. And so today's one of those episodes where we're kind of just going to share what the Lord's really put on our hearts. Uh, I'm going to read some scripture. This may be a little long winded, but man, I was in prayer this morning. I was reading this morning and the Lord just gave me some revelation on these passage or on this passage. And 
Uh, man, God's word is so powerful, man. Like, and whenever he gives you revelation on certain scriptures, man, it's just the most profound of understanding and clarity that you receive. And so I'm going to read Psalm 139. I'll probably read verses one through 14, and then I'll, I'll skip down to 23 and 24 just so I don't read the entire thing. Um, but this is a Psalm of David. So this is Psalm 139. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Mm. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And then skip down to verses 23 and 24, and it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm. I love the Psalms, man. I love the Psalms. I was talking to Jorian uh, before this started. And man, just the knowledge of God, how much peace it brings. And then not only the knowledge of God, but the knowledge of God's knowledge, as it's talking about here. Mm. Man, it provides such peace for me. A peace that surpasses all understanding. I love how he says, where shall I go from your spirit? David is like, there's nowhere I can go. You're with me wherever I go. Man, that gives me confidence. Mm. And regardless of where, where I'm at in life, regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of what season that I'm in, man, wherever I go, your presence is with me. Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If my, I make my bed and show, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. So it's just this constant reminder that God is with me wherever I go. He yeah. is leading he is guiding he is protecting he has provisions over my life you know my circumstances should not dictate the the faith that i have you know uh there's this poster i think it's in my office or i saw it somewhere but it says tell your mountains about your god or tell your valleys about your god and so oftentimes man we we, we get to these places where we get down and out and we get hopeless and we feel helpless and we begin to tell God about how helpless and hopeless of a situation we are instead of telling our circumstances about how powerful and mighty the God that I serve is, you know. Um, but it just reminds me. And then you go to the end of that uh, 
passage and it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So it talks about, man, examining my heart, examining the innermost parts of me, my lusts, my passions, and God, whatever is hindering me from walking in the way everlasting, God, purify my heart, God, purify the innermost parts of me, God, that hinder me from walking closer to you, God, that hinder me from developing that personal close relationship that I desire to have with you. But man, it's really just, I don't know, his understanding is unsearchable. You know, um, the beginning of not, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom's Proverbs. I think it's nine ten says, and it's so true, man. Wisdom comes from knowing God in an intimate way and reading his word and having him search the innermost parts of your heart. Um, and just reading that this morning, I don't know, man, it just gave me such peace knowing that this is the God that I serve wherever I go. Yeah. He is there mm. wherever I go. He is with me and he is leading me. He has formed me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think as you were just saying all of that, my mind went to a place of, um, <laughs> Last week, if they weren't watching, we did a trivia uh, about who knew each other better, and and you told me that your favorite book of the Bible was Romans, and I guessed 1 Corinthians. And as you were saying all of that, (laughs) I chased a squirrel, and I remembered that you shot me an email this week, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You were asking me about the curriculum of, um, of, uh, what was it about the curriculum that the guy's going to teach? Oh, on codependency. Codependency. And I just n- remember something just stuck out as you're saying all that. Your signature verse on your email. Mm-hmm. What was it again? First Corinthians ten thirteen. Okay, that's what I thought. We said favorite book, not favorite verse. Okay, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, so, anyways. Good just, try. Just, uh, just bring a, it. Just a verse a little, is not a book. Just a little callback. Um, <laughs> In your email signature is the exact book of the Bible that I said was your favorite. But, sorry. No, I mean, I think what my scripture and what you just read, man, I think there's also a, a, a piece of that that's that can be terrifying of that. Mm-hmm. Search me, O God, and know my yeah. heart. Not that he even needs to search or you're giving him permission to search. He already knows. But it's that mindset of, all right, I'm God, yours. I'm yours. And for a God that you know my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that you know my heart. Yeah, but no one knows that. Yeah, no one knows that. Uh, I can, I can, I feel like I, I, I do my best to serve God to be a righteous man. But man, I have some wild thoughts sometimes, and to know that God is searching that, that He knows that, and that He is still with me in the depths of Sheol, mm. and, the, and that is powerful. And the, and the scripture that I want to talk about is similar to that uh, in the aspect of. Um, asking God to search me and make me pure and do and be righteous. And um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk about Matthew 5, verse, um, verse 5, verse 6. Um, yeah. Blessed are those, Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Another version, they shall be filled. And I was just been I'm thinking on that, man, and I might even, I'm, God's kind of putting this verse, and I might even preach on this uh, this week at Catapult. Um, but, man, what is it like, what does it mean to hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? The promise is that you'll be satisfied. The promise is that you'll be filled. 
And so often, man, when we're out there, when we were running and gunning and we were doing these things, we were putting these chemicals in our body, or you're watching this thing on a computer screen, or you're chasing this money, or you're whatever you're doing it, you're doing it to be filled. You're doing it so you could have some sort of satisfaction. Satisf- satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And the promise of God is, is that if you hunger and you thirst for righteousness, that you will be filled. You will be satisfied. And it's like, man, I, I want that. I just, I want to be filled. I want to be satisfied. And so how do I hunger? What does it look like to hunger and thirst for righteousness? Uh, and I, I just kind of wanted to talk about that because there is a teaching point. There's a teaching element inside of that. Um, that someone watching this be like, well, what do you mean? Like hunger and thirst, okay, so you want to desire, long for righteousness, right? Well, what kind of things uh, can we do? Uh, how can we position ourselves to be filled, to be satisfied? How can we position ourselves to hunger and thirst for righteousness? And I think for me, it's like you said, one, it's, it's okay, God knows, mm-hmm. God's with me. Um, be vulnerable with him. And, man, you, I think we're so... Maybe in our culture, I don't know. Maybe it's men. I'm, I know it's women too. There's we wear these masks, but we're so just um, molded to put on a pretty face, um, act like everything's okay. And I almost think that it's just if you can get so vulnerable with God that you're just like, all right, God, I already know that you know this, but I'm asking you to come in, know my thoughts, purify me, like let me know the error of my ways, give me that conviction, allow me to repent. Uh, and so you're being vulnerable with God, but I also think position yourself for hunger and thirsting for righteousness. It's, man, you've got to do things that stir your affection for Christ, mm-hmm. which means you might need to stop doing things um, that might not necessarily be sin, but it might be time-consuming. It might be just numbing out, watching YouTube, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, so, I mean, I think identifying. So if you're asking me, how do I do this? You've got to identify things that stir your affection for God, that, that you feel his presence, whether it be worship. You know, you said this morning you were in time of prayer and, and, and reading, and, and what did you do? You were filled. Mm-hmm. You were satisfied. You were, yeah. you were hungering and thirsting for righteousness. There's a discipline inside of it. Um, not a works, not that we work and earn the satisfaction or we can earn God's presence, but there is a discipline. Uh, what am I going to do to hunger and thirst for it? You, you have anything to add to that? I think there is something to it. Yeah, I think for one, it's self-denial. I mean, Take myself apart from Christ is not a good person. I was talking to someone the other day. We were just discussing that, you know. But, man, I am an angry, prideful, arrogant, rude, know-it-all, just like apart from what the Lord does in my life. And me, apart from the spirit of God at work in me, doesn't even desire to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Yeah. So I think for the, the, the first part of it, it's like, man, understanding that you have to deny your, your flesh. Yeah. You've got to deny your selfish, the selfish parts of you that don't even desire the things of God. And then you have to submit to his authority. Can we stop there for a second? So because uh, I just want to I feel like we've done a good job um, or at least or at least we have conviction to do a good job of not just saying things and leaving them there, but we break things down yeah. for practical. Yeah. And so when you say denying myself, I'm denying my flesh, I'm denying my pride. What does that practically look like to someone? Like, how can I, if I'm just now listening and I'm tuning in, just be like, okay, I believe that guy on the screen. I believe what he's saying is true and it's real for him. 
how do I deny myself? If I want to do this, what does that look like? Yeah. How do I deny myself? Yeah, I would say living in ways that are antithetical to the word of God. So I have a girlfriend right now. I do not live. I do not live with her. I do not shelter with her. I do not, you know, live in the same apartment with her because it is against how God caused me to steward my relationship. Right. You know, um, I do not go out to bars. I do not drink. I do not engage in that because that is a personal conviction of mine. Now, is is drinking alcohol a sin? That's a whole different story. Yeah. No, it's not a sin on surface is. level. Yes. Drunkenness is. Yeah. But for me, that's a personal conviction of mine to not drink. So therefore, I don't engage in that. Um, there's just certain things that God has called me to in ways in which he has called me to live that I desire to honor those ways in which God has called me to live. Yeah. And so that requires denying what maybe my flesh necessarily wants. Yeah. And instead living how God calls me to live. And those are just a couple examples, whether it's living with my girlfriend, whether it's going to bars and drinking, whether it's doing or, or engaging in certain behaviors, man, God has called me to live a certain way. And I desire to honor the way God has called me to live. Yeah, that's good. And I'll, I'll even give another one for you. I think there's some biblical standards, like you said, antithetical to the word of God. There's clear standards that we all have based on his word, right? right. Um, you know, sin is sin and yep. we're supposed to steer from that. But there's also, I mean, for you, when you were in school, um, uh, recently, you know, you graduated, you know, a year ago or so. Um, but you were on this journey, you went back to school and you, this wasn't sin, but you felt convicted that God's calling you to complete school and to not date during that. Right. And so, man, you making denying your flesh. Of course, you wanted the company of a woman. Of course, you wanted to date. Of course, you wanted to text and chat and FaceTime with a mm-hmm. female. But you denied that because you knew that he called you to finish school before you did that. Now, would you have dating and, and someone dating while they're in school? Is that sin? Absolutely not. Right. But that was for you. For me, a uh, silly example, man, I've learned, and I don't do this perfectly. I do it a lot better. But there's certain times that I, because of my pride, which is sin, um, I've made myself not respond for 24 hours to something. Uh, but and everything in me, me denying myself, me denying myself is I want to assassinate this person's character because they've said something to me that's stupid, that I think stupid or against what I think, or I want to call them immediately and just rebut what they're saying because it's, but that's pride. And it's like, I've learned to give it 24 hours. And honestly, man, that's, that alone has been a pretty cool thing in my God teaching me, hey, Adam, see what I mean? Because in 24 hours, it's like that issue's resolved, or I have a way different perspective. Like I see that if someone was stabbing at me mm-hmm. that made me want to respond, I no longer feel the pride of dominant over them. It's, man, I see they're hurting. Yeah. You know, I see, man, they're broken. They did that because of them, not me. Um, yeah, it's a prayerful response. Had, and I had to deny that urge. My flesh, Adam Comer, outside of Christ, crucified with Christ, just me, my flesh, man, I wanted them to hurt back. I wanted them to pay. But, man, I denied that feeling, and there's always fruit there. There's always fruit there. So carry on. What was the original question you asked me? Practically, how do you deny your... Yeah. Do you have a mic? Did you have something for that? Practically denying yourself? I would say that practically denying yourself means going against your own desires, what your own lust, the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes, the pride of life, and actively choosing to serve God. Yeah, and we can't go too far, man. (laughs) If you go two episodes ago, I want you. We have a good video of Jorian. He's modeling a t-shirt or a hoodie. Oh yeah. 
and he looks a little different today. Can you give him a good? Are you sure you're in shot right there? He uh, he looks a little different. Welcome the reverse Samson effect. He's here, baby. He's back, baby. We're excited. And and, and to that point too. I mean, I'll go even deeper, man. There's a lust. Not your favorite book of the Bible. Well, what's your favorite verse? Uh, Romans. No, come on, six, for real. Chapter the, six. Come on, right, basically Romans six. Do the one. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Say it. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he's provided the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so I think, I don't think, I know and have faith that that's true. Yes. God said it, so be it. It's Amen. in his word. And so another thing about the nine, like lust, um, it's something as a as a 41-year-old that I, I don't struggle as much as I did a, a 35 or a 25-year-old. Yeah. But, I mean, there is practical things as I'm driving in the neighborhood, and guys, we just get vulnerable. I'm not going to get – your kids are safe still. But if I'm driving in the neighborhood and I see a woman walking her dog or something with yoga pants on, I will literally restrain myself from looking. And I could do that. Like, I don't – I don't, you know – because if I look twice, that's on me. Right. I can't help seeing her in my peripheral, but I will safely still drive and force myself. And it's almost like a mini victory, man. Like you drive by and you're not checking in the rear view. You're just like, yeah. You know, not because of her or what she did or anything like that, but it's just like I didn't need to check her out. Yeah. I don't need to lust after her. Um, and I don't know. It feels, it feels, and that's a silly example, but that is denying my flesh because I wanted to look, right, as a man. I wanted to look again. Uh, but you don't. So you're denying those type of things. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And it even comes to denying because the, the verse is and this is it's it's cool that you mentioned that because I pray, you know, through the new year every year. And the Lord usually I prayed to God get put a verse on my heart for yeah. this year. And that was my verse for this year's Matthew five, six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I think a part of that is denying yourself, like we've all said, like Jorian just said, like you've said, denying your fleshly desires, your your covetousness, your passions, your lusts, all those things. And then the other thing is a relentless pursuit of Christ. And like you said, it's not just like mindlessly scrolling on Facebook and sitting at home and yeah. watching. You know, I can get caught up watching sports, watching football yeah. all the time. And it's football season and it's Monday night football, then Sunday football, then Saturday college football and and just doing these mindless things and there's no rest for your soul when you do those things and you show back up to work on monday and it's like man i'm drained and really i've just relaxed all weekend and done nothing but i am just spent and so like man it's not only denying yourself but now you have to relentlessly pursue the things of god and i'm big on making a spiritual schedule like any guy i've ever coached here like man let's make a spiritual schedule now whether you stick with this or not is going to be up to you but man let's write out when is my prayer time in the morning going to be or my alone time with god to get in the word okay when is my evening time with god you know what day am i going to go to small group what day am i going to to attend church saturday or sunday what day am i going to do these things because if you don't have a plan and it's just like i'll get to it when i can well well, you haven't yeah. in the past several years. So like, let's plan to do these things and it becomes a habit. And it's like, it's no longer whether or not I'm going to do this. No, this gets done. And then whatever I can do around this will happen as well. But I've said it before and I'll say it till the day I die, man. It's like we relentlessly pursue evil and sin and death and darkness. Yeah. And we pursue God lackluster. It's yeah. like, eh, if I get to it, I will. If I pray, I will. If I go to church, I will. If I... But God, yeah. I want the blessings. I, I want to feel your power and your presence upon me. I want all these things, but I'm, I'm going to do the bare minimal. Yeah, and, it, and I guess another way to think of it, and it happened to me this morning. Uh, I'll give you the positive this morning and, and let you know that I've also failed at this. But there's almost there almost needs to be your spirit mind 
your spirit, your mind has to tell your body what to do. Yeah. Like I'm in charge, Mm -hmm. not my body, not my flesh, not my desires. For example, this morning, uh, on Tuesday mornings, I get up and we go and meet some men at 6 a.m. for prayer. Well, he mentioned football. Well, the day that comes before Tuesday is Monday. Mm-hmm. On Monday nights, they have football games. I know. Uh, and I like watching them, and that's not sin. Uh, but if if I don't do my spiritual calendar that I've committed to, that I know is good for my soul for the yeah. rest of the week, when I go and pray on Tuesday mornings with these men, the rest of the week, man, it's just like it's different. And so come this morning, 5 o'clock, snooze. Yeah. 5.15, oh, getting close to snooze again. And then on the second snooze, I'm like, man, I just need the rest. I work hard. You know, I just need the rest. I got a busy week. And I had my spirit mind this morning. I had to tell myself, no, tell your body to get his butt out of bed. Behind. Sorry. Don't censor us, YouTube. Just joking. Get out of bed, Adam. You know what this does. You know the fruit of this. You know that you're called to do You know you've committed to this, and you're kind of helping lead it. So your mind, and all of a sudden your body just gets going, you know, you get your coffee or whatever going, and then you get there. And then the fruit of that, man, it was just, it filled me, like you said. Like yeah. like just praying. We read through Acts 20. We prayed together. We prayed for our city, for each other, for our churches, for our families, for our ministries. And, man, that is a, that is a discipline. That is telling my, phys- literally my flesh, that my spirit mind, my mind said, no, get up and do that. Now I've also I've succumbed to that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, so we, it's, we're in chapter twenty. So we've been doing it for twenty weeks now. Um, there's probably twice that not once that I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go back to sleep, and I slept. And then I, I'll tell you, the rest of that day was like, I don't know, you know. But so I, I don't know. It's it's there's grace. It's grace filled. You know, yeah. if if you mess up, if you don't follow that spiritual calendar to perfection. Uh, the enemy will try to shoot that arrow at you and make you feel like a failure, which stacks up more and more and more failures. No, man, it's all grace. Uh, but be disciplined. Don't don't you should you should do it enough to where if you miss a Tuesday morning prayer, you feel it in your soul. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. If you if you miss some of your reading, uh, like the pillars that we talk about, if you miss some of those things, you feel it. Um rebuke the enemy's uh, attempts to make you feel depressed about that or a failure about that, and then say, no, 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 next time I'm doing it. Tomorrow I'm back at it. I'm back at it. Your spirit mind, your spirit tells your physical body that you are going to do this, and maybe you do need to turn off Monday Night Football. If I missed it the week before, man, I'm probably not going to go to bed as late the, the next week because I, uh, I'm i committed to this. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And not in like a legalistic, rigorous, spiritual schedule way like you're saying that it's by works and if I don't do these things and I'm not going to draw. No, because the closer you draw to Christ, the more you're desiring the things of God, the more you desire. Hunger and to, thirst. The more you hunger and thirst for the things of righteousness. So it's like, the you know, that, that difficult schedule that you see at first, man, it becomes like a longing for to read the word, a longing to pray, a longing to fellowship, a longing to engage in my relationship. And that was the fruit this morning. You were filled. Yeah. You were uh, satisfied. Yeah. This morning, you know, longing for thirst, hungering, thirsting for righteousness, getting out of bed, forcing it going. And, man, I'm filled. I'm satisfied after that, man. The promise made and the promise kept. 
And so it's, it's little, little victories like that. And remind yourself of that, man. Yeah, God's word is true. Yeah, yeah I, I did. I am satisfied today because I did. I didn't long and, and want to go and, and, and thirst and hunger for righteousness. And man, it did satisfy me. You, you know, you could have done other things with your, your time this morning. But no, you hungered and thirst for righteousness. You want to be in his word. And he just confessed to you. He was satisfied. He was filled. So yeah, God's word is true. And it's crazy how the very things that like, bring us peace and fill our spirits are the very things that we make excuses not to do and that are are difficult to do at times if we're honest because if reading the word and praying and following god was easy man i promise you everybody do it we live in america now we want microwave everything isn't that crazy if if if, isn't that crazy if it came easy everybody would do it but there's a real battle behind these things real spiritual warfare our battles are not of flesh and blood but of spiritual forces in heavenly places like it's a real thing yeah it's it's we live in a fallen world we are eternally separated from god in a because of sin on this side of heaven now we have this jesus that brought us back and we have we're brought back to him but as long as we live in this world we live in we live in a place of sin Hmm. And so I think, um, I mean, even just stop it. I mean, we're, we're wrapping up, but imagine what heaven's like, man. Yeah. Like this morning, permanently with God, no sin like this morning or in those sweet moments that you have, like when I said, stir your affection for God and you're, maybe it's coffee and you're on your porch and you just feel like God's right there. Maybe you're worshiping and you don't give a rip who's around you and you just feel the presence of God. Imagine that forever. Yeah. Speaking of that, dude, we had a worship night Friday at Experience. It was out at the fountains. Bro, it was incredible. Mm. Like the presence of the Lord was felt in such a mighty, mighty, mighty way. I want to say there was probably 5,000 people. But it was just so intimate. Like, that was the word that kept coming to me. Like, I don't know, the closeness of the Lord and his presence was just overwhelming. You know, I got to go with Nicole, so I always love worshiping with her. It's a beautiful thing. Tom, Marsha, Pat was there. Rick was there with us. Hugo, Andrew. Like, it was just awesome. All of our guys went. But, man, I love me some worship. Mm. Like, I love me some worship. Like, if I'm in a bad mood and I'm stuck in my head and I'm just overwhelmed and Man, I can get lost in some worship music. You remember the like, first time that, like, the first time you closed your eyes and got lost in it? Oh, dude, nothing. nothing Do you remember it? Compares. I don't remember the initial time, but, but I time remember frame. like, yeah, the time frame and. Yeah. Oh, dude, I didn't know there was nothing like that in the yeah. world. Like, I didn't even know that existed. Because they were so calculated, man. You and I were similar and like, what people think is important to us. Yeah. And I remember for so—it was definitely post-S2L for me, and I grew up in church. But, I mean, I, you know, I'm always too—even too, too cool to raise my hands. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I would sing. I, the best you'd get, I'd maybe start getting a little drum on my chest, you yeah. know, if I'm really into it. Yeah. And then there was a point where it was like, I don't give a rip. <laughs> and I closed my eyes, and it was just like no one else was there anymore. Like, I remember, I don't remember, it was a time frame. I mean, mean, man, it is sweet. It's freeing, man. It's freeing just to be able to worship in that manner. Just not care what anyone around you says, thinks, or anything like that. And it's empowering for those who see you worship. I remember whenever I first came to the Lord, just seeing people worship so freely. Yeah. I was like, dang, I want that. Like, that's amazing to be in that place of just utter surrender and not care what's 
you know, around you. Yeah. And then you get to that place in your walk with the Lord and then you take it for granted and you yeah. complain about the next thing. Yeah. And then yeah. you yeah. gripe about the next yeah. thing. And it's uh, like, it's, it world. takes moments the like flash. these to realize like, yeah. Ryan, you remember when you prayed to be able to worship freely yeah. and not care what anybody thought? Well, yeah, you've been doing that for years now and you yeah. haven't once thanked me for it. Yeah. You're just, you know, complaining and griping and moaning. Yeah. But it's those moments right there that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm reminded of it. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Jorian, final thoughts. We're going to close out. Say something wise. Put on the full armor of God. And that's life after addiction. You better believe it. Let's go. Come on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L, dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, L, recovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.